Neil Lennon knew that he was going to play the three at the back and that's the way he wanted to play He looks as almost as if there's been a weight lifted off his shoulder Craig Gordons Listen, he's a top class goalkeeper And how significant was that Rangers win at Kilmarnock to open up a nine point lead? I think Rangers have looked so far Listen, there's no trophies handed out in October, November but they certainly look better equipped now to try and stay in a title race The Goal Radio Football Show With Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Rob McLean Have your say Call 0808 17 17 700 Let's go, go no trophies in November but we're rising in the charts over 150,000 downloads to the Go Radio Football Show and in no small part due to Barry Ferguson Barry 24 hours away from Europa League action yes it's um, it's going to be a tough game um, over on, on Portugal against Benfica who have got a great home record in, in this tournament um, but listen these are the games you want to play in. Benfica have got a great history and they've also got top players. So it'll be a great test for Rangers, but they'll go over there with a lot of confidence. We're going to hear from the Rangers manager, Stephen Gerrard, shortly looking forward to the big match. You'll be doing it tomorrow night live on BT Rob and also we'll be watching Celtic at home to Sparta Prague. Yeah, it's another, it's another really exciting doubleheader, isn't it? And uh, Celtic, you would think, have to be beating Sparta Prague not just tomorrow night, but home and away in these next two games to set themselves up to to get through the group and to qualify and Sparta Prague of course are minus seven first team players uh, Covid related obviously so they're going to be weakened it's a big night for Celtic but I think Celtic currently are on the move yep two goalkeepers missing as well for Sparta Prague what a change it's been in the last week Barry for Celtic this is shaping up for some season yeah certainly <laughs> I, just look, I, I never ever get carried away with uh, obviously the tough week it, that Celtic had in terms of results um, if you look at their squad they've got a top squad they've got a top manager who, who knows how to win so it was only a matter of time and you've you seen obviously with the game last week against Lille the first 45 minutes they were really good uh, that, they had a 20 minute period in the first half against Aberdeen in the semi-final on Sunday and it looks to me if they're getting back to um, what they're well, what we've all been became accustomed to the way they play. Yep. Um, so, as I said, look, they're a top team with top players, so they're on their way back. Ready for the calls tonight? Yep, sure am. 0808 17 17 700. And we're also on the socials at the Go Football Show, or you can text Go plus your message to 87474. And uh, this time yesterday, I heard you last night, Rob, and you had the Scotland squad. What do you think of this, the squad? We'll talk about it in detail shortly, Barry, but uh, it's strong. A very strong squad. He obviously, he's got 27 players he, he picked. Um, and I look at the squad, and again, as I've been saying over the last few months it excites me this squad um, the three players he's added Grant Hanley played in the Premier League last year and captain Norwich albeit they get relegated but he's in the Championship playing in a strong league again Craig Gordon um, what can I say about him he's again made the decision to, to go to Hearts and it's the right decision you watched him in, in Saturday um, tea time I thought he was excellent and Lee Griffiths um, he does what he does best and scores goals so he's added three real experienced players to already the group that I thought was a really good group and in, ter- and in terms of players returning I mean he was in the squad last time but back in the team will be Kieran Tierney and, that, and that's absolutely massive when you consider how well he's playing for Arsenal and the fact that he's playing on the left side of a back three for his club at the moment so he can slot I mean I'm not trying to ditch Andy Considine but I think we have to bow to the inevitable here Kieran Tierney has to play and he has to slot into that left uh, centre back in the in the back three, Barry. 
Yeah, well, if you're asking my opinion, I think Kieran Tierney has to come in and play in that left side of the back three. I watched him um, at the weekend against Manchester United and he breezed through it, if I'm being honest with you. Um, he's He's been playing there most of the season for Arsenal. Um, and I, I always think, look, you've got to try and play your strongest players. And for me, Kieran Tierney is one of Scotland, if not best player. It's uh, it's an exciting uh, squad selection. Uh, it really is, and and I think the the other thing is too. You mentioned Craig Gordon and the squad. Lee Griffiths neither will start, but they really strengthen the the depth of the whole thing. But you've also got players um, who have got fitter and sharper with games mm-hmm. in the last few weeks as well. I'm thinking Ryan Fraser at Newcastle, and I'm thinking Ryan Christie at Celtic. Yep, Ryan Fraser. That that was one thing that we we did say that. Maybe he liked that game time, um, but as you says, he's went down and he's been playing for Newcastle. Set up a couple of goals at the weekend there uh, again, and the same with Ryan Christie, obviously missing through the the COVID nineteen stuff. He's come back in and started to play. So the Scotland squad and the players, they must be in a real good place at this moment in time. And it's a real again. I keep looking at the squad. I've looked at it a number of times, and it's strong. Mm-hmm. A lot of quality in that squad. So can we put you in the spot in the second hour? Give us your team, okay, for the start I've against Serbia. Have you got it already? Ball. Okay, already yeah. <laughs> he was listening last night. We got it from Darren Adi yeah. and from Stephen Craigan. Yeah, good show last night. We yeah, also they, heard they from agreed. Declan. They uh, yeah, they heard sensationally agreed, I know. didn't they? Yeah. In a first. Well, what I will say, I don't think he'll make a lot. Of, I agree with what the guy said last night. I don't think he'll make a lot of no. changes. Maybe two, three maximum from what started the previous game. Um, but that's a good thing. Mm. That's a good thing to have. But okay. you, you've got quite an ambitious twist to your team. We'll, we'll oh. get it. We'll get it later from you. But but you've it's quite an, quite an attacking, quite an exciting lineup that you've mm. you've put together. And I I think I agree with you entirely. And if that were to be what Stevie Clark sends out next Thursday, then I think we'd be absolutely delighted. Rob McLean agrees with you, Barry. That's it. You're laughing. Hold, <laughs> the, back, hold the back page. <laughs> Wednesday night. There it is. You heard it first here on the Go Radio Football Show. Glasgow's own Go Radio. Thanks for making the switch to us five till seven every night. Loads of calls coming in. Let's, well, we turn first of all then to the match that kicks off at 5-6 to six tomorrow night. Barry, what about Rangers and Benfica in the capital of Portugal? Great stadium. There won't be fans there, sadly. Is that, is that Lisbon? Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Stephen Gerrard about Benfica. The football side of it's been a real positivity and um, we're playing well. Individuals are playing well. Getting some real good results. And the challenge for all of us is to try and maintain that. And, um, you know, Benfica's a really exciting game, an exciting challenge, and I'm certainly looking forward to it. I'm sure the team are as well. And um, hopefully, come the end of the game, people are talking about something different rather than the, the last 24 hours, 48 hours. That was on Rangers TV. Barry, do you see, how do you think Rangers will start tomorrow night? There's been a consistency, but he has managed to rotate the squad. Yeah, he slightly changes the way he plays, certainly away from home in, in Europe. Um, but... Listen, I don't think they've got anything to fear in terms of the way Rangers are playing and, and um, the confidence that's going through that. No, just starting 11, the, f- the full squad. Again, I expect him to make a few changes, which he's done the last couple of weeks. Um, but they've got to be excited and confident. These are the games you want to play in as a footballer um, in the Europa League against a top team in Benfica. As I said, they've got a, a fantastic record in this competition. They've got real good quality players. And it's going to be a test for Rangers, but again, they've got to go over there with the confidence that they can get something out of the game. Benfica lost at the weekend. That's a surprise to Boa Vista. 
Yeah, in fact, they looked Monday night it was, Paul. It was quite surprising the game was on Monday night, apart yeah. from anything else. Yeah, why was that? Well, I'm yeah. not sure. Um, maybe television reasons, potentially. Mm-hmm. But it's that one day closer uh, than Rangers were playing. And also, of course, the, the double whammy was that they lost 3-0 to, to Boa Vista. And that's the, the, they've won all four home league games before that this season. And they do have, as Barry was hinting at earlier at the top of the show, they do have this phenomenal record in the Europa League. I mean, they're a Champions League team. They've, they've been in the Champions League group so many times but when they've been in the Europa League uh, they've never lost at home Yes I mean a phenomenal record there's no doubt about it Um, but Rangers have got to go in with confidence I keep saying look look, they'd they'd a disappointing result Benfica Um, so Rangers have got to try and use that to their advantage they might change We, we don't know the personnel that Benfica will put out I'm sure Rangers will make changes as well which as I mentioned the manager's done in the last couple of weeks um, so look I think Rangers are in a good place I, I keep saying and I, f- I find them repeating myself but Rangers will go over there with confidence that they yeah. can come away with something I like the way they go about their business in Europe the way they play he's tactically I think the manager has come on leaps and bounds certainly this season um, the way he, he goes about his business domestically and in Europe so this will be a big test for them there's no doubt about it to the extent that I think Rangers will be licking their lips about the prospect of playing this game just mm-hmm. because it's such a big challenge because of the big record the great record that, that Benfica have at home because Rangers have gone away to so many top teams in Europe in the last couple of years um, and either drawn or, or won games on the road as well you know so, so they, they do have that ability and I mean Rangers have only improved from that to where they currently are yep but listen uh, I just think that there's a an airy confidence going through this this Rangers team um, and as you say they'll go over there with the aspirations of getting something um, as you say not just Benfica have got a great record Steven Gerrard and his Rangers team have got also a great record in Europe and as you said they've been to some hard places to get results and this is going to be no different against a, as I said a top Benfica team but I think Rangers will get something I do yeah. they're going over the way they're playing the way that they go about it um, defensively they're looking solid when they attack they're looking if they can score so there's a good mixture in that Rangers squad just now. Stephen Gerrard spoke about the Covid idiots. I think he wants to put that to one side for the next couple of weeks. And this is what he had to say to Rangers TV. Yeah, I think obviously really disappointed. I think it was important that the club took decisive action. The players know. They've let themselves down and their families. They've also badly let the teammates down and the supporters of the club. And they'll be punished uh, internally and they'll be dealt with internally. Uh, I think the important thing from my point of view is we, we draw a line under that. You know, I don't want to be sitting here and, and kick them even more. You know, they're feeling really down at the moment, they're apologetic, they're remorseful. They've been suspended, you know, we've spoke to the players and um, the next time we'll speak to them is when they come off suspension. We spoke about it on Monday, Rob, mm. we spoke about it last night yeah. and I think people feel that Rangers handled it well. Did you find it strange that the Scottish Government, uh, they hammered Aberdeen and Celtic at the beginning of the season yeah. for covid and they praise Rangers. Rangers have done the right thing. Mm. But isn't it strange the inconsistency that Absolutely. they showed? Well, I mean, yeah. the, the government created a precedent, didn't they, when they when they took action on those on those two cases. Um, but, it, but it's interesting, I mean, what Stephen Gerrard is wary of, and he has to be wary of at the moment, is any sort of diversion mm-hmm. that, that knocks them off the path they're on at the moment. And that, and that would be his big concern. Uh, this is a big sideshow. Um, and what he wants is football to be centre stage and what he's doing with the club and that amazing unbeaten run. 
Yeah, I think just with that interview, he wanted to get it out as quickly as possible. Um, not to distract from what they've been doing on the, the playing field. There's no doubt about it. He handled it the kind of way that I expected. Um, if you listen to him, I think he's just he's disappointed. I don't yeah. think there's much anger there. He's just disappointed that the boys have done something silly. Um, and he wants to move on quickly. They've been punished. They've been disciplined. Would you expect them to disappear quietly in the next month or two? I don't know. Listen, both of them, I would hope that they'll get a second chance. I'm a big believer in you deserve a second chance. If they've been remorseful and, and apologetic, which, which sorry, the manager has, has said they are, they might be able to get a second chance. But you've got to remember, Rob, also there's sellable assets, mm. the two guys. Mm. Edmison's still, I think, only 22, 23. Yeah. I think he's still got a big future in the game. Jordan Jones, a bit different. He's 26, but he's shown not just domestically but international level with Northern Ireland that he's a real good player um, so and he's going to miss out there as well now next yeah, week yeah look yep. I mean I think the Northern Ireland done the, the correct the manager yep. sorry done the correct thing and leave him out of the squad he's got to be shown that it's what both players have done it's not right mm. I'm not condoning it for no, one minute um, no, I think silly. your advice on Monday night is exactly what um, Rangers and what Stephen Gerrard was saying afterwards yep yeah. so we'll just need to see when yep. they come back off their suspension um, obviously they've got to self-isolate whether they're going to be back in the squads I think it'll be a bit longer than the two weeks mm. I think they'll get made um, wait to get their chance again and if they do get their chance great if not well the ma- manager might decide in the the winter window that you might yep. need to let them go OK Rangers fans what do you think for tomorrow night Benfica against Rangers Celtic will be playing Sparta Prague and Rob somebody that Celtic have missed this season uh, James Forrest we touched on it the other night he's had the operation ankle operation and he's out for maybe up to eight weeks at least yeah it doesn't sound good at all uh, he's missed eight games already James Forrest he's missed three Scotland games and he's obviously about to miss another three um, and when Neil Lennon says six to eight weeks that might be that's maybe on the optimistic side possibly well, Mikey, you know, he's been training with us the last sort of week or so, but he's going to be a while yet. Christopher, we're hoping he'll be back in the country tomorrow and resume training, you know, not so long after that. You probably won't see Julianne until after the international break's over, so, you know, he won't be here for the game tomorrow or the weekend. James, he's had surgery uh, yesterday, so... Again, he's going to be quite a considerable time out now. Yeah, he started there on uh, Mikey Johnson. It's a big blow, James Forrest. Um, a massive blow. Um, I, I was surprised he's been in the protective boot for the last couple of weeks and, and Neil Lennon actually said that it's it's actually worse when he's come out it. So he's had to go and get the, the surgery. Six to eight weeks is a long time because, as I said, I, I think now the Celtic fans will start to appreciate how good James Forrest is and what he brings to the, the, the Celtic, team, uh, Celtic team. So it is a big loss, um, but on the other hand, as the manager just mentioned there, he's got Mikey Johnson coming back off I th- injury. I think, I think that's really good news, Barry, for Celtic because, I mean, some people will almost have forgotten Mikey Johnston. Mm. It's, it's so long since he featured. But he definitely does give them an extra dimension. And the news that he's back in training means that maybe another few weeks and he could be back on the first team scene. And, and also Chris Julian, he mentions there, mm. um, it's easy to, to forget about players when they've been missing for a while. He had that back problem, of course. He's not back in the country yet, but he'll be, he'll be back soon. He'll be back in training soon. Um, 
And he's one who's been panned a bit recently in mm-hmm. terms of his defending. Um, I've got a lot of time for him. I, I, I think uh, he developed into a decent player. He scored some important goals for them. He, he's useful mm-hmm. at the other end of the pitch as well. Some, sometimes maybe defensively a little bit suspect, but he, but he can play. I think it was a couple of games that spring to mind that Julian was getting a, a bit of stick off the, the fans I think it was at Livingston last season against Lyndon Dykes yeah. and uh, Kilmarnock as well earlier on in the season where he, he struggled a bit um, but I, I'm with you and Mikey Johnson uh, every time I've seen him he's got that spark about him um, he certainly looks a, he's certainly got a lot of potential Mikey Johnson he just needs to try and find a, a way to try and get into that starting 11 but he's clearly a player that Neil Lennon rates Someone who's been playing really well in the last week for Celtic is uh, Mo Elianusi, and we've been speaking to him about his form. I mean, I feel in great shape, and, and the team is doing well. I mean, as long as we, we keep winning, that's the more, most important thing. But obviously, as a attacking player, you always want to contribute, you know, with either goals or assists. So uh, I'm really happy that you know I could help my team. So uh, hopefully, you know, I can keep that going. Barry Sai kept saying at the start of the season, you know, you weren't seeing much from him, but he's transformed things in the last two weeks. Yeah, I, I've got to agree with what Sai said, and what, quite a lot of, I think, Celtic fans yeah. are thinking. Um, a £16 million player, you want more of him, but certainly in the last couple of games, he's shown that, he, look, there's no doubt he's got the quality there. There's no doubt. I think he got dropped for the, was it the AC Milan game, and he came on and he. He obviously wanted to show the manager that he, he was desperate to get into that starting 11. He gave him the, the chance over on Lille. Two fantastic goals. I thought he could have had a third when um, he was through in the second half. And then he continued that in the, the semi-final. Um, so he's starting to now show why Southampton paid £16 million and why Neil Lennon was desperate to get him back. I think he's also set the bar for, for both himself and, and for everybody who watches him and, and expects him to to deliver that sort of performance and th- those quality of goals you know that's what he can do so he has to now do it on a more regular basis you know he's had he's, he scored four goals in four games mm. which is a, is a great run real quality stuff as well to be honest starting in the second half against Milan um, so that's what he can do yep. and, and he needs to make a much bigger contribution I think for Celtic yep he's got to show a level of consistency that's what's been missing um, when he was up last season you could see in parts of games or certain games that there was flashes of, of that ability coming through he's I think he had a slow start again this season um, he wasn't showing too much but you've got to give him credit the last few games he's, he's starting to show why Neil Lennon is desperate to get him back this season and now it's up to him to go and show that week in week out that's the most important thing for him Alright Celtic fans give us a call 0808 17 17 700 ahead of the match tomorrow night with Sparta Prague they've got seven players who've tested positive for Covid including two goalkeepers and Rangers fans what do you reckon what's the lineup for tomorrow night going with great confidence Benfica the favourites no pressure for Rangers tomorrow night but the pride that they've got and the unbeaten run as well that's all coming next The Bull Radio Football Show Let's go and breaking news with Ali, Barry, Sai, Rob and myself. We're on the taxis, Rob, around Glasgow in the West. Is it taxi, yeah. taxi for Ferguson? <laughs> I can see a few of them getting smashed up. That's Hardly, for sure. Yeah. 
sure they'll be doing a great job around the west of Scotland. Look out for the advertising there for the Go Radio Football Show, Monday to Friday, 5 till 7. Other taxis are available, Rob. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. And but, we've got a Europa yeah. League special tomorrow night, haven't we? Looking forward to it. This time tomorrow night, we've got Benfica against Rangers, and you'll be doing the game kick-off 5 to 6. Yep, 5 to 6 um, on uh, BT Sport. It is uh, tomorrow night. Rangers playing a Benfica team who've already beaten Lech Poznan 4-2 in Poland. And then last week, uh, they won at home 3-0 against Standard Liège. So um, Rangers know what they're up against, but it's a Rangers team who've got six points out of six as well. Celtic going in against Sparta Prague and for the first time probably favourites to win so far because obviously against AC Milan they weren't expected to take anything and they didn't uh, although they did well in Lille last week Rob Yeah they certainly improved I think we see Celtic on the improve at the moment generally over the last three or four games and I, I, I would expect that to continue tomorrow night and it's a game quite simply they have to win or they can forget all about progression from the from the Europa League and they'll be looking to win this one and then when the Europa League resumes again with an away game in the Czech Republic I I think that's two games that they would look at and think we need to get six points from Um, certainly at home I know everybody's going to go on about the seven players that are missing with COVID-19 but even if the players were there I I still think Celtic are are too strong a team I think they'll they'll take care of them at home and away from home in Europe is always different but I still think Celtic would have uh, would have enough. We'll take some calls now. We'll go to the yep. first caller because uh, Rangers are in Lisbon, ready for the match tomorrow night. Let's go on to Gifnock now. Mark's on the line. Mark, good evening. How are we doing, guys? You all right? Yeah, we're good. How are Hi, you? Mark. Good, thanks. Um, it was just a question for all you in general, but and Barry as well. Do you think uh, Europa League and maybe other cup competitions will maybe sidetrack um, Rangers' league form? Barry? Um... I, I can see I've been asked this question uh, a number of times um, from a lot of people um, I, I think if you ask any player they would rather play games of football than, than train I don't know these European games when you certainly play away from home just don't take a lot, a, a lot out of you physically but mentally as well but I, I think Rangers at this moment in time it's still early doors in the season they missed a lot of football obviously during the lockdown period I don't think it will affect um, in the short term long term if you go in deeper into the competition after the, the Christmas period then it may start to affect maybe league form but at this moment in time I don't think it will with us um, with both Rangers and Celtic and it's an easy journey isn't it to Lisbon you know, yeah, it's only a couple of hours on, on a plane I mean it's different if you're maybe get a Russian team and you're travelling four or five hours on a plane so it, it doesn't take a lot out of you in terms of travel um, but again it's going to be a tough game because they're coming up against a right good team in, in Benfica Rob's mentioned a, a few ta- a few times now the record they've got at home 24 un- uh, undefeated um, so it's going to be a tough test for Rangers but as I keep going back to it, Rangers in a good place. I don't think they fear anybody they come up against just now. I think I think one one helps the other at the moment as far as Rangers are concerned. They're on this 18 match unbeaten run, 15 of them with clean sheets mm-hmm. attached as well. I just think the I just think these European games uh, bolster Rangers' belief in themselves, the confidence that's come over two years of competing in Europe uh, under Steven Gerrard. What is it? He's lost. Five games, I think Steven Gerrard out of th- it's either 36 or 37. Um, that's a fantastic record uh, over Europe. Uh, Rangers continually getting through the qualification campaign. Uh, now getting through the groups, they'll want to do better than they did last season. And I think there's every indication that they they will do better than they did last season. Yeah, but I think you're right, Rob. See if you're playing 
or managing and you're on a great run that Rangers are, are on you want to play if, if you could if it was possible you'd want to play every single day I know that's impossible to do but the games are coming thick and fast every three or four days but that's what you want when confidence is high you want to continue playing games of football and that's what Rangers are doing just now come back to Mark in a minute have you played in this stadium or was it the other one you played in, in it was Sporting yep Yep. which you said was a magnificent stadium as well great yep. stadium um, one of my one of the, the top five stadiums that I played in what was um, so good about it? just the playing surface was immaculate the, the stadium before the game coming out and having a look at it it was um, just a, a stunning stadium the atmosphere inside it as well once the game started was um, was electric but listen again you're going over to Benfica this Rangers yep. t- uh, these are the stadiums you want to go and play in the only disappointing thing is there's no fans because no it's some stadium isn't it and they let the, the eagle go just before kickoff. Rob you've yeah. been there you've commentated yeah yeah, yeah it's, oh, it's a spectacular uh, place there's no doubt about that and I think we, we spoke about it earlier on the show um, Mark I mean Rangers will just be really looking forward to this there'll be no fear no, no element of fear about this at all I think it'll be a case of bring it on bring on Benfica uh, tomorrow night and see if Rangers can make it nine points out of nine yeah but see the only the, the other thing sorry I, I should say about this Rangers that the manager does change I mean it was two or three yep. players in the team three or four weeks ago mm. now the last three games he's made five changes so he's freshening it up as well I mean he's got a, a squad of, of players that are all capable of coming in and playing that in that starting 11 so he's also he's also got people champing at the bit to, to play well, it keeps the competition doesn't it exactly yeah. so you've got to you've got to try and perform it the best of your ability to try and play in that team but he, he, he is changing it but the great thing for me is it's not I mean, it's not side tracking the, the team the guys that are coming in that have been left out are coming in and doing a great job um, so it's a great thing to have mm-hmm. as a manager he must have a headache because as I said this is the strongest squad the manager's had since he's been here Mark who's been standing out for you so far this season for Rangers? I well, in terms of, I mean, I want to pick individual players, but again, what Barry said about the depth is is obviously something like yeah, I look at the bench now, and each game I'm confident that every player on that bench can come on and do a job. And whereas the last couple of seasons, it's not been the case. Yep. And do you, last... do you accept the fact, Mark, that, that that actually one can benefit the other in terms of Europe and 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 Premiership? That actually it's just it's all round momentum for the team. Yeah, confidence obviously is what the Rangers team might have lacked the last you know couple of run-ins for the title, but. I was just looking back at Hearts game last season in the Scottish Cup and when that didn't go well maybe kind of rocked the boat and that's when things started to you know go downhill but again when you're winning it's all good it's, until you lose you can't really come to yeah, that point I mean Mark makes a good point I mean you look at Lech Poznan last week um, at nothing each he brings on Morelos and Aribo mm. that's the quality that's coming off the bench onto the pitch yeah. so it, the manager's able if it's not going I mean I, I didn't think Rangers were, were bad like Poznan were a decent team yeah they were they just weren't just Rangers weren't at their, their best so the manager goes makes a decision makes the changes and then the changes work Morelos goes and gets a goal and Arebo comes on who I think could easily play in that, that midfield three so he's got real competition he's got he, he'll look on that bench at times and think if it's not gone well for Rangers he can go and change it yeah, I think I think it's maybe more of a valid point later in the season when it becomes League Cup, Scottish yep. Cup ties yep. getting in the way. Although there, there aren't going to be any Scottish Cup replays at least this season, which which is good news. But at the moment, where it's Premiership, where it's Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, and it's Premiership, 
and it's Europa League and Rangers are flying I just don't see it as a problem Yeah but I don't see it as a problem just now but you may make a good point once the League Cup starts to come in the Scottish Cup mm-hmm. starts to come in the games start building up after the Christmas period I mean I've been in I've been in the shoes myself once, once you get to like your January, February, March and you've played a 30 odd games then that's when you start to feel it a bit but again I will go back on it's the size of the Rangers squad mm-hmm. he's got a big squad this season and he's also got a squad that's capable of playing in that starting eleven. Mark what do you reckon tomorrow night prediction 2-1 Rangers 2-1 Rangers your scorers I'll let them yeah. concede one I mean I'm not, <laughs> not give them a break um, Tavernier one of them <laughs> Tav penalty a Tav penalty is always a safe bet isn't it yeah. and yeah. Uh, a Scotty Arfield if he's starting yeah. Mark, what, what do you think of Tavernier this year I've been open about it and think he's been um, I think he's been fantastic um, after about, I think, it, yeah, I think a year ago, he was getting a bit of criticism. But I've, I've, um, I've said that he was one guy that stood at the front and continued to go out there and play. And I think his performances this season have been. He's, he's looked to me like a real leader mm-hmm. this season. Yeah. I mean, we spoke about this on Monday when Sai was in as well. And I mean, we just we just couldn't really see past him for the the best player in Scottish football this season, James Tavernier. Yep, yeah, I, I think he is. Um, just the way, as I said, that he's he's leading from the front. He's, he's a leader. Yeah, yep. he's he's shown. And I, I was lucky enough to do the Rangers and Livingston game, and I, I heard that with Moniers. You know what I mean? When he was demanding from the players round about him, that's something that you probably wouldn't hear when you've got fifty thousand yep. fans inside Ibrook. So he was been a a real leader. Him and Connor Golson were the two that were non-stop during that game. And listen again, his goals. Yep. From a, a defender, I know a lot of people are going to say ten goals. Yeah, a few of them are penalties, but you've still got to stand up there and, and have yeah. the ball to right. go and finish that penalty. All right, Mark. Thanks very much for calling the Go Radio Football thanks, Show. Thanks. Cheers. Oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred. Text Go plus your message to eight seven four seven four. And we're on the socials at Go Football Show. Mentioning leaders, you'd see Roy Keane roasting the Man United team after losing to Arsenal and saying there's no leader there. There's no leader in the park. And uh, I know you saw Harry Maguire on the telly today, and he's he's not the player he was last year. Um, who are the real leaders here? I suppose at Rangers, maybe you've asked it asked it there, answered it there about uh, Tavernier. Any other real leaders at Rangers? We'll ask you about a few of the clubs. Yeah, uh, Conor Golson, I mentioned yeah. him. Um, obviously, Alan McGregor. It's a bit harder when you're a goalkeeper because sometimes you're 30, 40, 50 yards, but... You'll hear him, you'll hear no, him, you okay. can hear Alan McGregor. <laughs> Listen, He's a shouter. Sure. You yeah. can hear him through 50,000 fans. <laughs> um, yeah. So, And you've got Stevie David. He's, he's a bit more quiet, but he leads... Scott Arfield? Yeah, I could see Scott Arfield being a, a leader as well. Um I, I don't think it's always about one and the captain being the only leader. I think you do need four or five guys in that, that dressing room who are, are leaders and certainly Rangers have got that just now. If you had to mention one person, Rob, who would you observe as Rangers leader? Is it the captain? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. I think so. And and Barry's saying that without a crowd, you know, you can hear him. But but I think I think that's been developing anyway. I think he's been progressing as a captain and he's becoming he's be been becoming more vocal over time and I think to be honest I mean if if Stephen Gerrard believes in you and he tells you that he believes in you and you're his captain and that's the way it's staying well you know you 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 your your self belief must grow at that point as well you know he if he believes in you you've got to be believing in yourself yep and also he's 29 now so he's getting that experience he's he's 
one of the older ones in the group where you need to lead by example and, and certainly as I, I'll go back to I was um, I was pleasantly surprised how, how vocal he was on the, the pitch and again sometimes it doesn't you don't need to be a shouter or a, a moaner what he's doing with the ball as well Rob I think has been, been exceptional going forward never in any doubt there's always that question mark defensively I think he's improving in that side as yeah, well. Yeah, and we were speaking about this last night as well with Darren D and, and Stephen Cregan on the show as well, just about how how they've adapted, how they've improved as time's gone by with with you know the the position Connor Goldson plays as the right centre back and how he covers for James Tavernier when he's marauding yeah. forward and and just how they cope that when uh, with losing the ball and then having to get back in a defensive shape. Yep, there's there's hours you, you can see there's hours been spent on the training ground. Uh, certainly this season with, with the Rangers group if you look at that Rangers group for the last season to this season there's there's a different um, coaching method that's it's went on they've obviously worked at it it's something they identified that was a problem last season and the only way you can fix that is working hard on the training ground and you're starting to see that in the games now Yeah, is that Paul's talking leadership there yep. is, that, is that something that Rangers would have looked across the city at and thought how can we how can we get Scott Brown in here? How can we have that sort of leadership? Because Celtic's leadership has always, in recent years, been very obvious, hasn't it? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you would look across the city, but I mean, if you if you talk about Celtic, there is one leader. Yep. And that's Scott Brown with, with the performances on the pitch, and you can see the job he does. He, he shuffles people about. He's organising constantly, um, and when you bring him out of that Celtic team. <laughs> there's that, a big difference it's a big question mark for yeah, Sally yeah. who's going to be the new Scott See, Brown I, worry, yeah. I, I think that would be I wouldn't say a worry just now but that'll be playing at the back mm. of Neil Lennon's yeah. mind who is the one that's going to come in and succession and take that mantle yeah. on. All right. What do you think, Celtic fans? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. And Rangers fans as well. And what about Aberdeen and Hibs? They play on Friday night, Rob. Who are the leaders at Aberdeen, at Hibs? Or at your club? Just give us a call. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. The Go Radio Football Show. The Go Radio Football Show. Paul Cooney with Ali Defoy, Rob McLean, Barry Ferguson, the former Rangers Scotland, Blackpool... Blackburn Rovers, the Kelty Hearts <laughs> manager. Anything else, Rob, I've missed out? Any other teams? To, yeah. I don't know. Are there any more? That's enough. Yeah, is that it? Is that all? That's enough. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, oh, wait, 17, 17, 700. You can speak to Barry and Rob and Paul. Just 24 hours away from Benfica against Rangers, Celtic against Sparta Prague. And then this weekend, Friday night, as we mentioned, Aberdeen against Hebs, Ross County Livingston, St. Johnson Kilmarnock, and St. Mirren back in action against Dundee United. And then Sunday, the race, not for the White House, the race for the <laughs> title Motherwell against Celtic, Rangers against Hamilton. But tomorrow night, Sparta Prague come to town, Neil Lennon discussing uh, the opposition. Well, we need to keep... Uh, you know, again, I don't take too much notice of it. Um, just concentrating on our outlook on the group. We know that if we can get a positive result, it's in a you know, decent position again. Obviously, Milan and Lille are playing each other. We're not taking... The game for granted uh, will be very, very strong going into the game. I'm hoping for a positive result no matter you know who's involved with the opposition. And Barry Celtic looking to continue the run that they've been on for the last seven days. Yep, yep. I'm sure they'll take a lot of confidence out. Certainly the last um, two performances, as I mentioned before, the 45 minutes I thought in Lille they were, they were excellent. Um, they showed flashes again. 
in the semi-final against Aberdeen at the, the weekend so I think the confidence is now starting to, to build up again in the, the Celtic squad and I don't imagine Barry they'll change too much from that team that started the semi-final against Aberdeen at Hamden on Sunday Celtic would you imagine that same team will Tom Robert, Tom Rogic play for instance yeah I mean I, I, I think we spoke about Tom Rog, Rogic in, in Monday night mm. I, I thought he was um, excellent in the cup final um, and Edward again who's a big player for Celtic got 70 odd minutes um, so I, I don't think there'll be many changes you want a bit of consistency there with the, the, the team selection and I don't think Neil Lennon will make any changes if if he does it's a, more, it's a fair old front four isn't it the, the, on Sunday the, with Christie on the right and Elianusi on the left Tom Rogic playing the number 10 behind Odson Edward and, and Odson Edward didn't rip up any trees on Sunday but, but just it was just having him around wasn't it, it was just his movement and, and just being part of that attacking foursome he, he makes such a big contribution and obviously from him there's so much more to come yeah listen we with Edward and, and the team or even coming into the team sheets that, that'll and the, the team sheet in the Aberdeen dressing room they would have been looking and thinking he's back um, he wasn't at his best let's be honest but you've you seen flashes in the first half 70 minutes under his belt he's now again probably play in, uh, tomorrow night but he, he's a big player for Celtic and I have to get him back fit Rob he's he's key to what Celtic do and actually but for an amazing Joe Lewis double save he would yep. have scored as well yep it was a I mean, fantastic save for, for Joe Lewis it was a, a great move that, that's what Edward does um, a great piece of play and as you mentioned a, a double save for, for Joe Lewis he would have got a goal Let's take some more calls. Kyle is on the line 08 08 17 17 700, the Go Radio Football Show. Hi, Kyle. Good evening. Hi there. How are you all doing? Yeah, I think we're pretty, pretty good. How Hi are you? Kyle. I'm good, thank you. Excellent. You've been enjoying life as a Rangers fan? I'm loving it at the moment. <laughs> loving life, yeah. So what are you thinking? What do you want to ask Barry and Rob? Uh, I was going to ask just, with Rangers playing the Portuguese teams previously in Europe, I think this is the biggest test given Benfica's form at home in Europe and how do you think Rangers will get on with it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, w- without a doubt. I know they've they've come up against Porto and, and Braga before. Um but I mean Rob mentioned earlier in the programme it's their record the twenty four undefeated at, at home and Rob had asked Rob off here. Twenty wins and four draws. So it is it's a, a it's a Awesome. It's, a going to, uh, it's an awesome record it's going to be a, a, a tough one for Rangers but look Rangers again they, they've got to think about their self they're in a good a good place at this moment in time they're strong they're going to make a few changes there's no doubt about it but this will be the toughest test there's, there's no doubt about uh, about that and I think uh, the, there's a much more settled aspect to the Rangers team than there is to the Benfica team because they, they've made a lot of changes. They've brought in some really good players. They've spent a lot of money. Uh, I think their front three is entirely new in the summer. And they've also um, brought in um, Jan Vertonghen at the back and Nicolas Otamendi as well. I mean, that, that's their new centre-back pairing, but but that's the first time those two have played together. So they've, they've basically had nine games, I think, together at the back. So so that that's something that there is still an element of the unknown about that they're getting to know each other they're getting to know each other's styles of play so so Rangers will look at uh, at ways of, of of upsetting those two upsetting a whole new backline for Benfica yeah well, I mean the, the names you just mentioned they're, they're, they're top level players um, they, they've played at the top of the yep. game um, so there, there's no doubt in my mind that Rangers are going to be in for a, a tough night um, but as you said as well they're a new team 
it takes a while for them to click I don't think they're, they're playing at the top of their game but Rangers are at this moment in time mm. so as I said you go over there this is why you want to play in Europe you're playing against the, the players that you had mentioned there and Tong and Otamendi amazing names I mean, I mean these yeah. guys these guys have played top level football for the last 10-15 years so it's a great test for Rangers it's one that you've got to go and grab with, with both hands and as I said Rangers will go over there not in fear but you've got to be respectful who you're playing against you're playing against a, a, a decent team but Rangers can get something there's no doubt in my mind about that Rob I know you do your research Everton Suarez so uh, McAllister <laughs> and Gerrard will uh, they want to do well against Everton Yeah, <laughs> Everton actually who was linked with a move to Everton yes. um, before he ended up going to, to Benfica they've got a Uruguayan a 21 year old main striker number 9 called uh, Nunez uh, who's got a hat trick uh, in Poland against Lech Poznan on, on March day 1 uh, so I mean the, the, they're, undoubtedly, they're undoubtedly a, a talented team there, there's no doubt about that um, there, there's a fair few um, clauses in contracts and some of those guys as well in terms of when they're, when they're released when they're, when they're, when they're uh, sold by Benfica they'll be going for a, a mighty price yeah. so they're, they're a team packed with talent no doubt about that but, but we said it earlier on in the show we had another Rangers fan Mark on earlier on I mean Rangers will not go there in anything approaching fear uh, they'll go there with the, with the sort of confidence that comes from this unbeaten run and from the way they're defending I mean Rangers are, are geared for a game like this Barry in terms of uh, putting up the shutters yep and the way they're set up in Europe as well they play slightly different than they would domestically um, but you think of Benfica for me I think Benfica Champions League they're, they're mm, a Champions yeah. League team the guys that again you just mentioned the money that they go and splash out in players they, they are a, a, a right decent outfit um, but Look, Rangers are the same as Benfica. They're in a good place. They're, they're playing well. They're defensively strong, but it's it's the front three. The defensive structure starts. I think Rangers front three were ever so hard. Then it's into the midfield three who are are really dogged but real good players. Everybody goes on about the defensive record, but it's it starts at the front. Yeah, Kyle, what do you think tomorrow night? Uh, I'm, I'll go for Rangers to get a win they like breaking records don't they yeah. keep my roof on it another week as well so we'll see how it goes I thought you were speechless there for a moment with that great insight from Barry and Rob but it's uh, I mean nine points clear in the league you'll not be getting carried away but you couldn't be happier and you know the weekend could have been tough at Kilmarnock but you got the points yeah for me that was one of the biggest games previous seasons we would have lost those matches I, I think but we're looking good at the moment I think definitely player of the year for you so far we've been discussing it and the leader it's almost the same person but I won't answer your question so who would you say it's got to be Tavenier 100% yeah I think yeah, every, I, everyone agrees yeah, yeah everyone agrees and I, I, again I just I'm delighted he's actually getting applauded now because as I said I'll keep going back to what he did go through a tough time people were criticising him but the thing that jumped out at me about him he never had he always was available for selection and now you're seeing um, how important he is to Rangers not just going forward but defensively but also he's he's shown real leadership qualities um, this season so I, I love seeing that that people come through sticky patches and they come out on the end and he's certainly doing that just now Kyle thanks very much for calling Thank you. Cheers, Kyle, the Rangers fan calling in Glasgow, 0808 17 17 700 and on the socials at Go Football Show and text your message plus 
07474947474. Man United in action tonight as well. Scott McTominay, he's uh, had a good season. As we were talking about leaders, I was listening to some of it earlier today, they were talking about Rashford as a leader and what he's doing, young man, what he's doing with the free school meals and helping Amazing. children. That's leadership. And they were talking about McTominay. I heard... Uh, People talking about him as a future uh, leader at Man United. Yeah, I, I can see it. There's no doubt about it. But just going back to what you says um, a minute ago, what uh, Marcus Rashford is doing yep. is I, I love seeing things like that. He's, he deserves a lot of credit. Um, but McTominay, again, I think he struggled at the start when mm-hmm. he came in. I'm, I'm going on about the Scotland scenario. I think the last couple of games he was excellent. Yeah. You've seen how important he is. He's in that back three coming out with the ball. He can handle the ball, so he he's going to be a big player in the future for Scotland. Yeah, he's on the bench um, for Man U tonight, I think, in uh, in Istanbul that match, which is kicking off in a couple of minutes' time. But he, he certainly won't be on the bench for Scotland next uh, next Thursday. That is for sure. He would be part of that back three, and um, it was just jittery early on. It was a bit worrying earlier on as he he almost had the L plates on, didn't he, as a defender in those first couple of games when he was playing in that back three. But now that that Scotland have got it together uh, defensively, it's actually quite an exciting thought about him with the ball starting yeah. things off. And, and of course, on the other side of that back three, um, on the other side of the man we spoke to on the show last night, Declan Gallagher, will have Kieran, Kieran Tierney. Yep, yeah, I think when I mentioned Scott McTominay playing in the, the back three, I think I got a few crazy looks in here when I, I had yeah. mentioned it. Yeah. But I see him as a a future centre-back. Um, he just reminds me of Michael Carrick. I don't know if you remember the time. Yep. Great player for Manchester United. Yep. Laterally, he went back into the... I mean, Man United played a back four, so he went into the centre-back area. And I see him doing something similar. And again, there was quite a few people giving him a, a bit of stick early on in his, his Scotland career. But you've got to be honest, the, the last few games, uh, again, along with Declan Gallagher, I thought, I thought he was outstanding. And this was Declan Gallagher last night talking about the defence. Yeah, I was I was actually thinking about that the other day when I was on the phone to my dad. I was actually saying to him, if you looked at the, the back five, you could say it was a Liverpool player, a Leeds United <laughs> player, a Man United player, and then two Motherwell players. It's incredible to think about it in that way. Barry, always check with your dad. And a big day for Archie tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. the old man's 74 tomorrow. Just sadly, I, I can't get to see him. I had to go and drop his, his uh, birthday presents off, off tonight. But listen, what, what De- Declan Gallagher's uh, saying there, it, it's great to see these these guys. Um, I mean, I, I watched him in the, ch- in the Championship a couple of years ago. Um, was great for Livingston. Um, got his move to Motherwell. Uh, and again... He's been fantastic and I thought the same as McTominay. He, he was outstanding. Yeah, and, and Craggs and uh, Darren Adi were making the point last night as well that what's happened with Declan Gallagher this season, he got off to, Motherwell got off to a pretty shaky start yep. in terms of results. Mm-hmm. He got off to, by his standards, he got off to a shaky start in the way he was playing. And what's happened is, of course, that he's gone into the Scotland team, he's gathered confidence by playing so well for Scotland and then he's gone back to his club and he's improved his form. They've improved their form. They've improved their results. They've won four out of five. So, so suddenly it's all going really well for him on, on both counts. Yeah, it's amazing what a couple of big results and a couple of big performances can do for your confidence. Um, as I said, he's went back to Muddle and I think the last couple of games have had two clean sheets as well. Yeah. Um, yep. So, no, I love seeing that. He's done it the hard way. He's went down the leagues and he's come through the leagues with Livingston. 
he decided to get, get a move to or take the move to Motherwell and as you say he struggled not no, him struggled but the team the in team. general struggled mm. at the start of the season then he's come into the Scotland uh, squad done fantastically well and he's carried that back into the Motherwell um, last couple of games thanks Barry thanks Rob you did say a shaky start to the season didn't you <laughs> <laughs> we'll, more, li- we'll listen back more coming up next <laughs> the Bull Radio Football Show let's go Thanks to everyone making the switch to the Go Radio Football Show. We start at five. We're in early, Barry, as people are heading home or working from home till seven every night. Yep, it's a show to listen to, that's for sure. Barry's on the taxis around Glasgow (laughs) and the West. He's not not driving them, I should say. (laughs) Not yet. (laughs) How many jobs have you got? Almost as many as Simon Ferry. Uh, Listen, there's no chance of many as him. He's, He's everywhere. We're looking there. I'm pointing to the I microphone know. where he normally is. Kind of missing him. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see him no. on Friday. Yeah. A couple of days we'll see him. Ant and Deck, Friday night. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's normally up on a stool, so you can't see him. He <laughs> could, he could, he could oh. be underneath our desk, potentially. Heightest. <laughs> <laughs> what to me? I went for medical the other week and she said, You're two inches taller than I've always thought I was, so I'm absolutely <laughs> delighted. Yeah. Were you standing up at the time? Yeah. Four, four tens, not bad. <laughs> <laughs> 0808 17 17 700. Paul Cooney, Rob McLean and Barry Ferguson. So Rangers will be in action now, tomorrow this time, at Benfica. Celtic at home at 8 o'clock tomorrow night to Sparta Prague. They've got seven players suffering from COVID, certainly tested positive, but uh, Neil Lennon says he's not going to get distracted by that. Uh, you know, again, I don't take too much notice of it. Um, just concentrating on our outlook on the group. We know that if we can get a positive result, it's in a you know decent position again. Obviously, Milan and Lille are playing each other. We're not taking the game for granted. Uh, we'll be very, very strong going into the game. I'm hoping for a positive result, no matter you know who's involved with the opposition. It's something managers always say, isn't it? We're concentrating on us, we're not thinking about them. But I think in Celtic's case at the moment, that is very accurate because all Celtic have to do, I think, going into this game tomorrow night is think about themselves, think about what they're doing, think about how they're improving, Barry, game to game at the moment, how they've recovered from the the so-called, in inverted commas, crisis. Um, You know, if they continue, if they can take another step forward from where they were at Hamden on Sunday, they will win tomorrow night. Yeah, he's, he's doing the right thing. He's focusing on Celtic and Celtic only um, what you said like two weeks ago it was um, it was a I don't know what was going on ah, yeah. it was crazy um, people sometimes need to calm down you go through stages in a season when the form's not what you want it to be right okay they, they get beat off their closest rivals and then they went on um, another couple of games where they, they couldn't get that win but there was never any doubt in my mind or, or people who know football inside out that at some stage Celtic would come back and start to play good stuff and that was proven right last week against Lille who I'll go back to who are a decent team yeah. to go over there and dominate them for 45 minutes second half they tired a bit but listen that happens and then in, in Sunday I don't think they were in any danger of, of losing the game once Ryan Christie um goal went in and then they took control of the game and then for 20 minutes the, the steamroller Aberdeen um, second half again 
they're tired but that's what you get with playing in, in Europe on Thursday night Barry Robb and I have uh, commentated we've presented we've um, reported on football at the highest level but we've never played it at that level what about the pressure on the Celtic manager Neil Lennon the other week and when you were Rangers captain if things weren't going so well how do you cope there's something about being an old firm team yeah there's no doubt he would, he would have felt the pressure but he's been there and done it he's done it as a player um, he's been through it as a manager um, the only thing you can do is, is make sure that you're rallying the troops and make sure they're behind you and believing in what you're doing because um, there was a lot of rumours coming out that the players weren't behind them um, but you clearly seen that with the, the last couple of performances that the, the players are, are definitely want to, want to play for Neil Lennon um, Look, you get through it. I've been through it a number of times myself when things don't go right. It's not nice. Nobody likes getting criticised, but it's part of the job up here. It's it's the west of Scotland. That's what happens yeah. when you play with Celtic or Rangers yeah. or even uh, in Neil Lennon's case when you manage it. Stephen Gerrard had it last season after the winter break. He was getting a tough time. Look at look at the difference this season with, with the performances that his team are showing. I think Neil Lennon is a Marmite sort of character, isn't he? You know, some people love him, some people hate him. There, there probably isn't much middle ground, to be honest. But yeah, I mean, Stephen Gerrard actually it came out at the time of all that hysteria going on around Neil Lennon, and he actually said, "Well, you know, I'm kind of relieved it's him because if it wasn't him, it would be me." Yep, exactly. As I said after the winter break, Stephen had it himself for a month or so. Rangers form dipped eh, massively. Eh, so it's, again, it's never nice, but you've got to expect it. I've seen it with players coming as well. You warn players when they come into a dressing room, listen, this is like nowhere else. If you don't win a game of football, be prepared to take the stick. And the only way to throw it back at people is make sure you perform better the next game. Well, El Yunusi was asked about the criticism and how it affected them and uh, how they've responded. Club with this size, of course, there will be disappointment. There is, will be, you know, criticism if you, if you lose a game, if you, you know, play a draw or whatever. Uh, so, but the thing is, we are disappointed as well that we, you know, didn't win. We try to win every game we go into. So, but, but now we're just looking forward, you know. Criticism, I don't understand it. Uh, to be honest, I haven't read anything or just, you know, from what I've heard from you guys. In the end, I know that we have our supporters, you know, behind us, supporters going forward. And that's the most, that's the most important thing for us. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that was my reaction last night uh, when we heard from El Yunusi as well. I never, I never read anything. Believe I, me, I, yeah. when I say this, every single footballer listens to the media or reads the newspapers to see who's criticising them did you go get your paper I've done, I done yeah. it every I've done yeah. it all the time because yeah. um, you know when you have a bad game um, and I used to try and read it and use it in a positive way to show to say it myself right I need to show this guy mm. that I'm are a decent player uh, yeah. so I just laugh when I hear players um, say that they don't uh, yeah, I never read the back pages we heard you? yeah, <laughs> yeah but, uh, Listen, it's yeah. every single yeah. footballer does it, and, and actually, yeah. ev- and, and all the clubs now have a communications department as well, and and they don't have to read the papers or listen to radio or watch television because they get it all presented. They get a package uh, placed in front of them on their desk, and when they come in in the morning, here's what's been happening in the media, and you can have a quick flick through it. Yeah, yeah. nobody likes it. No, I keep saying it. Nobody likes criticism, but it's. It's part of the job when you play at a massive club. You've got to be prepared to take the criticism. And, and thrive on it, Barry, yep. as well. Yeah. I mean, we used to... Certainly myself, when, when we knew we weren't playing well and you were getting criticised left, right and centre, there's only one way 
they're throwing it back in people's faces yeah. and that's working even harder on the training ground to make sure the next game you get a positive result did you ever put the cutting or did the manager ever put a cutting up on the uh, a number of times uh-huh, yeah. yeah. can you remember which one or I don't know there was that many cuttings <laughs> <laughs> can I remember Sean's on the line a Rangers fan in Garthamlock hi Sean Hi, um, guys. Right. See, see, the more I'm going to sneak away from work early, obviously I've not got to say the name of the company, but I'm sneaking away early. I'm sneaking away early. I'm self-employed, so I can do what I want. <laughs> see, the more, guys. Yeah. See, the more, guys. Yeah. I'm thinking Rangers could actually win two or all the more. I think Rangers have got to actually go in that group. I said to um, I was talking to you two weeks ago. I could see Rangers going a full season unbeatable. This season is Rangers are actually playing good football. Sean, the Invincibles you're going to call Rangers this season. Arsenal had yeah. it, Celtic had it, and you reckon Rangers this season. I remember you said a few weeks ago, and you, so see, far, so good. They, see, to be honest, Rangers have got to go through. Celtic will go out. I don't think Celtic, I think Celtic will pick up a bit of point, and I think Celtic will finish second in the league. I think this is our year. Barry Ferguson knows it, but obviously he can't say it because he's not want to get carried away, but this is Rangers' year. <laughs> go Barry, boy. Barry I'm, I'm okay. quietly yeah. confident. Sean uh, Rob- see, see if Rangers they, uh, that's the thing about right? see if Rangers they go through a full season we will not get the credit for uh, Clyde Wan oh, yeah. guys uh, yeah. not. see if no. see, see if it does that I'm, I'm sure they will give them credit because yeah. see if they do that that's that's yeah. a phenomenal phenomenal season Look, yeah. I, I just like the way Rangers are going just now like, I, I love your confidence but you're right I can't be. I can't have the same confidence as you. I've got to watch what I watch what I say and don't get carried away. And Sean, if it happens, enjoy it. There's no point having to go. People, good professionals in the media who are doing their best, Rob, and uh, calling it as they see it. But if Rangers do go as they're going, enjoy it. Absolutely, Rangers will get all the credit going, and and they are getting uh, Sean at the moment all the credit going because of this 18 game unbeaten run, the 15 uh, clean sheets. They're they're flying, and and everybody knows it. You you can't really say anything else at the moment. Definitely, but my my favourite season, I'll, de- I'll admit it right now in your station, was Helicopter Sunday. If we, even if we got an all-Helicopter Sunday won the league, that was amazing, man. Well, could, do you remember could, that one, Barry? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I remember the game, but I don't remember the three or four days after it. No, I bet, yeah. <laughs> I wonder, if we, I wonder yeah. if we could have another Helicopter Sunday this season, because there, there's a fair... I'm not sure if Sean agrees with us. He thinks probably Rangers will have it wrapped up in March, but... but uh, you know, this could this could go the distance between Rangers and Celtic this season, Barry. I, I think it's going to go the distance, Rob. I think it's going to go down to the last two or three games of the season. That's my honest opinion. Uh, if you're asking me, I think Celtic will come back strongly. There's no doubt in my mind. That's why I think the vibes that I'm getting out of this Rangers dressing room and for the manager and the players after games, it's... It's total respect and I like the way they're going about it. But I, I'm with you. I think you mentioned it on Monday, Rob. I, I think it's going to get right down to the wire. And it's not going to come down to the old firm games either. Because see the other games away from home, that's the ones that you've got to be wary of. The Celt- banana skins. Yeah, yeah but it's like Celtic on Sunday. They've got to yeah. be bang on it because they're going to a place at, at Fir Park that's a difficult place. Rangers three or four Barry, weeks can ago. Can I say something to you? Yes. Um, see, see, you'll be nephew at Lewis Ferguson. Yes. I would definitely sign him, but how much do you think Lewis Ferguson's worth? I'll say five million. I don't like getting boys heat carried away, but I think <laughs> it would cost Rangers five million to sign him. What do you think? <laughs> well, he's he's, yeah. he's definitely going to move at some uh, some stage, Sean. Rangers, that's one thing for certain. 
Well Rangers could have had him for nothing if they didn't free him five, six years ago and, right, I, I didn't and Sean they're talking about him as a possible you know, replacement for uh, Scott Brown in the future <laughs> <laughs> He's better Scott Brown well, Scott Brown's had an amazing career, Sean. Um, over, if Lewis had a career like Scott Brown, I'm sure you'd be delighted as his uncle. Yeah, yeah. Listen, he, he certainly got the potential to have a, a great career. Um, one thing about Lewis, I will say, is he's very, very level-headed, mm-hmm. and he yep. knows he needs to continue to work hard. And I think he's, I think he's at a, a good place just now. He's on, he's playing under a good manager. You see he's come on leaps and bounds the last couple of years and a lot of that's down to um, Derek McInnes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, he's loving his football up there but at some stage if he continues to play the way he's playing there's no doubt in my mind he, he can go at the next level. Yeah, that Aberdeen, that's a good team. Hibs are a good team. They, they go together uh, on Friday night in the Premiership up at, up at Pataudry. Those are teams, both Aberdeen and Hibs, to name but two, are going to be real tests for Celtic and Rangers over the course of this season. They have been already uh, to, to Rangers and Celtic. So, so those who say, Barry, that, that this is going to be settled in the old firm games, the, the, the title, are, are missing the point that there are actually some teams, there are awkward teams like Kilmarnock or Rugby Park, as Rangers found out. They got, they got through that one, but it was difficult. Uh, there have been points spilled already this season, and there'll be loads of difficult games to come. Yep, yeah, see the ones you're expected to win, Rob. They're the most difficult ones that people think you're just going to turn up and get the three points. Um, you've got to be 100% focused in every single game. Um, that that's the way you've got to be. The the bigger games take care of themselves. It's the the ones in the bottom half of the table that I was always slightly concerned about, and you need to make sure that the guys, as I said, are, are focused on um, the game in hand. Because listen, there's there's some difficult venues, as you says, Petodri's difficult place to go, Easter Road, and then Fir Park and yep. Dingwall. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of tough places in the league. Um, but uh, on Rangers' point. That was a big test for them on Sunday, a place that they've struggled and I thought they'd done really well. Sean, you obviously listened to the manager, Stephen Gerrard, who's uh, doing yeah. a fantastic job, but he's saying, stay humble, take it easy. No, no see, to be honest, he's doing the right thing, but obviously, for the first time in Rangers, like, since 2011 or 2010, yeah. Rangers are going through, actually, Rangers fans um, global are starting to get a bit uh, hyper yeah. And what, let's and be honest, guys. We went through um, basically. We had um, Craig White, we had Charles Green, and yeah. all that. And now the club's starting to go in the right places. So we're getting a wee bit excited, and I'm just hoping yeah. it yeah. stays that way. But yeah, but we don't agree. I mean, the people at Sky and at Clyde are all good people, yeah. top professionals, yeah. and we want you know to enjoy the season and people to enjoy it, and that, that's what audiences yeah. thrive on, and that's why our audience is up to over one hundred fifty thousand. Rob, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we were so delighted to get football back uh, because we missed it uh, when it wasn't around. We don't want the season to be ending anytime soon. We're celebrating the fact we've got football, and I think we're celebrating the fact that we've got a really good Premiership at the moment, a really good title race in prospect we've got both teams flying high in Europe as well Scotland playing next Thursday we're hoping to qualify for European Championship finals Scottish football's on a high yeah it's in a good place I I totally agree with you there's a a, certainly a a title race I believe is going to go down to the wire you've got I think Aberdeen and Hibs are going to fight it out for third spot there's no doubt in my mind and then you've got obviously who do you think is going to go down and as you said Scottish national team mm-hmm. are in a good place under a good manager who I think given time 
will get us to a major championship. Barry, we touched on Scott Brown, who obviously has been the leader for over 10 years at Celtic. Who else do you see as the leaders on the park? And the, and the Celtic squad, who, who, are the, who are the leaders? We were talking about Rangers and you mentioned a number of the players, obviously Tavernier, the captain, but yeah. who else is really influential that you see in... I wouldn't say in, influential in, in terms of vocal, but in terms of the way he plays for Celtic, I would have to say Callum McGregor. Mm-hmm. I would. He's a sort of leader by example yep. type, isn't he? But I think when you've got Scott Brown, I mean, he is so up out there and he's so vocal that actually the, the, there ain't much room for anybody else to be screaming and shouting but in he that might team. not play every game especially no. this season yeah. given that matches yeah. are every well, that, three that, days that is, yeah. an, that is an issue for Celtic if, yeah. if he ain't going to be playing all the time I'm not sure Paul I'm, I'm not sure how, ta- how much how much he will drop out of the team just because he won't want to to be honest in this a more massive season that they've got in their hands um, but, but yeah I mean behind Scott Brown there ain't an obvious no. one to I, take I, over I'm with you I don't know if Celtic can afford to leave him out of games mm-hmm. yeah. um, as you said I don't see anybody else I, I, in terms of Callum McGregor the way he plays on the pitch he's a leader but in terms of making sure that you're you're getting your team moving about you're, you're demanding off your teammates I, I don't see many more at Celtic listen it might be different we're not with him every day we no. don't see them on the training ground they might be different um, I can only speak for Rangers as I was lucky enough to be in the stadium and listen to them yeah. which um, you would imagine you know, Shane Duffy uh, makes a fair bit of noise I mean he's, 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 been, he's been struggling he's been struggling with his own form of yeah. late so, he's, so he's had that to contend with mm-hmm. and he's been getting a bit of stick but he's the, he's the captain of the, of the Republic of Ireland so so he, he is a natural born leader sure. isn't he yeah, yeah. look he, he's got to be because you, you don't become the captain of your country if you're not a, a, a leader of men um, as you says, he's he's been through a difficult time, but he, he, you could see signs of, of Shane Duffy. Mm. I, I thought on Saturday there was he stuck to he done the basics properly in, in Sunday against Aberdeen. So yeah, it's certainly he's a he's a big player for Celtic. Oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred tomorrow night in the program. Davy Proven and Craig Moore is going to be with us. So uh, your old teammate. Yeah, big yeah. boys. Yep, yeah, he's over here um, for the next few months. Uh, Oh, one of the best centre well if not probably the best centre back that I played alongside consistent wasn't he yeah he was consistent a lot of people say he was like a hard man on the pitch and he certainly was that but he was a real good footballer Craig Moore we're, yep. talk- we're talking about people shouting the odds does he qualify yeah oh. yeah he was a warrior he's, he's one that I would certainly want in the trenches with me and beside him tomorrow night you'll hear Davy Proven and just looking you'll be down from Sky where um, Man United are a goal down yep. 12 minutes in yeah well th- I mean there there's a story at the moment is there Ole Gunnar Solskjaer south of the border which is easy for me to say <laughs> Ole Gunnar Solskjaer <laughs> even um, th- th- I mean go just lurching from big results like winning in Paris against yep. PSG to you know getting cuffed by Tottenham yep. 6-1 yep. and well, there they are—a goal down in Istanbul already at the moment in the in the Champions League, and big question marks about him. Yep, and we'll ask Barry after this. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. With Barry Ferguson, Rob McLean, and me, Paul Cooney, Monday to Friday. Thanks for making the switch. Thanks for joining us. We've heard already from Stephen Gerrard. Looking forward to Benfica. These are the special nights, Barry, aren't they? European nights. We're sorry the fans aren't there. Celtic playing Sparta Prague Rangers in Lisbon. Yeah, as a footballer, you want to play in Europe, and the fans want to support their team in Europe. Um, look, 
we don't want in the Champions League that's where we aspire to be but Europa League's the next best thing and coming up against teams like Benfica and Sparta Prague it's great for the country Rob the games keep coming and uh, just nearly two weeks ago you uh, commentated on BT Sport the roof goal was a bit special <laughs> I know yeah. just about well we'd have raised the roof had there been a, had there been a crowd in on that night and uh, you know we're getting used to it we're getting we're getting used to the fact that there aren't crowds but in a sense you, you're never going to get used to the fact that you just don't get that immediate response from a crowd be it positive or negative big games and you, you just th- at some of these big games like cup semi-finals at Hamden at the weekend you're, you're thinking what sort of crowd would have been there what sort of noise would there have been like to accompany that Ryan Christie goal for instance yep yeah, listen I'm a big believer football's nothing without the fans we, we need the fans back and when you're playing in semi-finals at places like, like Hamden um, it's hard enough when it's half full playing at, playing at Hamden so <laughs> yeah, I would have expected sure. it to have been um, full on uh, Sunday and certainly Saturday as well with Hibs yeah. and Hearts so yeah. I take my hat off to, to the players it must be difficult Rob, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I think I, I maybe have struggled because um, mm-hmm. I used to like getting the energy for the fans whether they were trying to drive you on or whether the, the away supporters were giving you a bit of stick but I, I love playing in front of supporters and it, it must be it must be tough on the players. Rob, we're going to get the team for Scotland next week because that's yeah. where we'll be looking at this time next week forward to Serbia against Scotland and we could make the finals for the first time since 1998. Doesn't look as though any of the matches will be in Glasgow. UEFA surely will decide to have it in one country, Rob, with COVID. You, you would have thought so. Um, sorry, I was just thinking, I just saw a clip of Scotland from, uh, I think it was 1999, the, the win at Wembley. Yep. I, I, saw, I, was just, I was just looking at a clip Yesterday, I just saw a clip of the the Don Hutchison goal. Um, Neil McCann Daly played a lovely pass down the inside left channel. McCann to the byline, stood it up. It was a towering header. He was up so high. Yep. Don Hutchison, David Seaman got a hand to it, but he couldn't keep it out. It was a magnificent goal. And then I saw a fresh-faced Barry Ferguson <laughs> in the goal celebration. Yep, that was um, that was one of my my dreams to to play at the old Wembley. It was a, a fantastic stadium and. We let ourselves down in the, the first leg at Hamden. Yeah. Um, the, I mean, I know yeah. England won 2 0, but there was nothing really in the game. We gave away the two goals, but we had a steely determination. We went down there, we, we took a game to them, and yeah. we. Yeah. You know what got we me? We ran over the, the top of them. Yeah, Wembley was fantastic. I mean, I, I was commentating on the radio, and it was just, it was just magnificent to be at Wembley for a Scotland win. I think I repeated the scoreline about twelve times <laughs> in succession because I liked the sound of yeah. it so much. And of course, you know, Christian Daly just about uh, took it to extra time late yep. on. But what got me about Hamden was the Paul Scholes game because he he scored twice. Now everybody knew what Paul Scholes did he yep. ghosted into the box and he scored goals that's what he did for Manchester United and it was really disappointing wasn't it that that, that was the way Scotland went down at Hamden and, and yeah Wembley was brilliant but in a sense the game was gone the, yeah the, listen that was the the kind of chat in the dressing room after the game we kind of spoke about what as you just mentioned Rob what Paul Scholes was, was all about getting making the late runs into the box and it was disappointing but we says to ourselves listen we've still got one more game um, we'll go and recover right and we'll get down to Wembley and do you know what we're, we're going to take the game to England and we've done that we, we set out attack minded and we were the better team um, yeah. and as you mentioned there Christian Daly said that I'm actually thinking it's in um, yeah. anywhere else it's in the, the but I, I, th- I actually think Christian's headed it too well and, and it's Dave Steve, Siemens obviously managed to yeah. to save uh, save the the header, but 
After it, it was we were disappointed because we knew we were we could handle England. England had some mm-hmm. superstars in the team. They had Beckham, as you mentioned, Scholes, Paul Ince. No big names. I, I mean, Tony <laughs> Adams yeah. at the back was wow. unbelievable. What a leader. Yep. What a leader. Fresh-faced Barry Ferguson, which we have today, but you're doing November. Is that right? You're going to be doing it? Yes. Yeah, is is the beard, yeah. beard coming yeah. off? I'll need to come off, yes. Yeah. I'll need Tonight, to come off. yeah. I'll wait till the weekend well, It's November what, what, I'll grow the moustache A bit longer than My beard I'll trim it right down Come in on Friday Surely We'll get a picture On socials <laughs> Yeah At the socials Come on Friday Do it Yeah. Size to wear the it? new suit oh, Size no I chance Of wearing that no, He couldn't grow Is he, he still trying it. to grow one? Uh, he's, he's been trying for Since we started <laughs> this Three months ago Yeah Friday night is he wearing his suit? I think so. The, yeah. be- the beige one. We, yeah. can, we can say it's beige because he's not here. <laughs> uh, he's insisting it's great. Just talking about Christian Daly, was that one of Christian Daly's most famous uh, Scotland moments or was it the time in the tunnel when there was the voice of a Scotland player swearing in the background <laughs> and nobody and, and it was a mystery until you heard Bertie Vokes screaming out, Christian! <laughs> <laughs> Bertie Vokes. Now there's a name. Rob, some news coming in. Ross County against Livingston and it's a surprise. There's going to be 300 fans allowed oh, in. that is it's excellent. Come in that on the is, wires, yeah. That, that is excellent news. I thought that was a write-off yep. that it wasn't going to be happening, but yep. uh, no, that, that's terrific. Uh, any little step in the in that direction is really good news. And let's yeah. hear from Steve Clark. This time last night, we were talking about the Scotland squad, twenty-seven man. Certainly the biggest squad I've had. Uh, obviously, we three away games up. I thought it was better just to put together a bigger squad. I've added a little bit more experience to the squad with the, the three boys that are coming in. And they've got a big task on their hand because the, the lads who played for me last month, uh, who were in the squad last month, did a really good job. Yeah, I, I'm not surprised that he, he stuck with the, the squad yeah. and added the, the three experienced guys. Um, but as you said, when, when the squad announcement came out yesterday, you look through the squad and I'll, I'll continue to, to repeat myself, it's a squad with a lot of ability um, and it's a strong squad for me so uh, we're going to get your team in a couple of minutes Barry yeah, yeah, just about I'll, there. I'll yeah. be honest with you I don't yeah. think he's going to change much no ok but Rob said there is a wee twist there uh, let's hear Neil Lennon speaking about Lee Griffiths he's been on the bench recently but coming off the bench with great effect for Celtic and what does he feel about the striker being called up for Scotland yeah I'm delighted for him I think playing for Scotland means a lot to him so it's just another you know positive step in the right direction you know, he's worked very, very hard and he's continuing to work hard and obviously he'll be in contention tomorrow for, you know, the squad's reasonable condition now and, you know, he's come back looking as hungry as ever. Clearly he's going to start on the bench. Yeah, yeah. well, listen to Stevie Clark <laughs> yeah. in his press conference. He, he certainly, it looks if he's going to start on the bench, but it's great to see him back in the squad. Yeah. Um, we were calling for it. Um, last month mm-hmm. um, just People thought he wasn't going to play again for Celtic this season Do you remember? At the beginning uh, some people thought no that's it Yeah and then uh, he's he's not started a game for Celtic which I've been surprised about but listen we don't see him every day in training we don't know how the, 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 the training's going but listen it's it's going to be a boost um, in the squad seeing Lee Griffiths back yeah, and, and if Celtic are happy to have him in the Scotland squad because they weren't last time when he was coming back and, and coming back to full fitness and sharpness, but they're obviously happy that he's part of the squad for these three games upcoming. So that that's going to be good news for, for both club and country, you would think, and for Lee Griffiths himself. Yeah, but he's obviously getting closer to where Neil Lennon wants him to be fitness-wise, so that's why he's obviously delighted for him being back in the Scotland squad. We just need to see him play 90 minutes week in, week out now. 
um, Lee Griffiths because he's listen, not just a big player for Celtic but he's he's going to be a big player for Scotland in the future Well you talked about special moments and down at Wembley what about Hamden two years ago it was amazing wasn't it May towards the end of the game and those two special moments Lee Griffiths uh, That's what he brings Yeah, Lee Griffiths um, not just set pieces he, you've seen the last few games he's come on for Celtic yeah. St Johnson Aberdeen he's got that extra bit of quality well, he comes alive in the final third Lee Griffiths mm. his movement he's um, and he's he's only got one thought in mind when he's 25-30 yards out it's a pop on goal yeah I actually saw that that clip yesterday as well the reason, the reason I was looking at old clips was because I was just putting some some commentary down on some, some archive football matches so I saw the Don Hutchison goal at Wembley and I also saw those Griffiths goals uh, at Hamden um, Rob against the telly against <laughs> yeah we're just, we're just watching on the telly uh, Lee Griffiths scoring against Aberdeen at Petondry yeah. in that amazing 3-3 game it was 2-2 against England sadly because uh, Harry Kane spoiled it all at the end but for Lee Griffiths to step up not once but twice and strike the ball so sweetly into the into the top corner was incredible. Yeah, he, he, listen, it's it's that one day left foot he's got. There's no doubt about it. And that, that game, I actually seen the highlights yesterday. I think I don't know where I, I seen it, but I seen the two goals. Um, Joe Hart, my old teammate, was in goals. Um, I think was it Joe Hart? Yeah, it was Joe Hart, yep. wasn't it? Um, no, two fantastic free kicks. And as I just mentioned, we just watched what he's done. The last couple of games for Celtic in terms of domestically, St Johnson changing the game, come on against Aberdeen, and it looked that he had changed the game there. So no, I, I'm delighted to see him back in, and as I say, it'll, it'll be a big confidence boost to that squad of players seeing him walk through the doors and, and be part of the squad again. So we'll get your team in a second. Stephen Clark was asked about uh, the goalkeeper and obviously the call-up of Craig Gordon. Craig, I've always liked as a goalkeeper. I actually spoke to Craig last year when he was at Celtic about his situation and where he was and I just felt that he was very positive about being involved with the with the, the national team again he, he wanted to be involved I think he made a big big decision in the, the summer to leave Celtic and go and play at Hearts back to his first club so he's put himself out there he's got great qualities as a goalkeeper I think, I think he's shown that in recent matches but I had no doubts that he would show that anyway because he's a, he's a top goalkeeper So we'll get Barry's team now uh, is he going to start for you or is it going to be Dave Marshall? No, I think you've got to, you've got to start got to Big Marsh. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Big Marsh has been fantastic. And actually, and actually, Craig would be the first person to say that as well. That, yeah. that you know, David Marshall has to to start the way he's he's been going. I would I would take Stevie Clark up on one thing he said there. I don't I don't think it was uh, Craig Gordon's decision to leave Celtic. Um, I th- I think Craig would uh, would have wanted to to have stayed on mm. uh, and and been put and f- and he'd have been happy to fight for his place. And but he did he get the offer? Well, um, I'm not I'm not sure. That that's the thing. I mean, I was surprised that that Celtic did let him go, and a lot of people were probably surprised he went back to Hearts, back into the Championship. Um, but look, he's got a chance to win um, the Championship and get back into the Premier League next season. Look, I watched the game on Saturday. It wasn't the best of games, but you've seen the quality of Craig Gordon and with ba- the, the and, saves. And Barry, I bet the Celtic fans were watching that as well because mm. because you know, yes, Scott Bain is doing okay at the moment. He's in. Mm. Is he the answer? We'll find out. Vasilis Barkas is is back on the bench. Celtic having paid four and a half five million for him uh, in the in the summer. But but you look at Craig Gordon in that sort of imperious form. That that sort of that wonder save that he had from Kevin Nisbet. That sort of quality. Uh, there must there must have been Celtic fans watching that thinking I, I wish we still had a bit of that no doubt in my mind 
Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I was watching the game when I came in from my own game on, on Saturday, and I'm thinking he's not lost it. There's yep. no chance. And I was surprised when when Brendan Rodgers remember he dropped him. Mm-hmm. I think yep. Craig Gordon's actually good with the ball at his feet mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's 37 year old. Listen, I, I still think he's got another two or three years in him, um, and it's great to see him back in the squad. But if you're asking me, I think Big Mars deserves to play. I, I, I think he's been outstanding. Um, when he's played for Scotland okay. so your team for next week against I'm only Serbia. making two yep. changes ok give us a team Yep. the the two changes I'll make Kieran Tierney I'll come in for Considine and, and um, Ryan Christie I'll come in for Ryan Jack so I'll go Marshall the back three McTominay uh, Gallagher Tierney Robertson O'Donnell McGinn, McGregor, Christie how good your shot Fred, <laughs> Fraser <laughs> and yeah. Lyndon Dykes yeah. So but, I, I don't he, think the manager will make too many changes. No. I, th- I think he's he's been happy for what he's seen. You see that with the squad as well, and it's good to see that he's kept guys that he he brought in as standby, stay in the squad. But that's a real that's a real attacking slant to the team when you take out Ryan Jack and you put in Ryan Christie. That mm. that's that's a definite shift of of balance. I mean, I, I like it. That that's re- that's a really exciting team for me. But I just wonder uh, whether he will go for that feeling of safety in central midfield and have Jack and McGregor together yep uh, and another thing that I did say um, before we, we went on there I think he might he could move Fraser to the right put mm-hmm. Christie up with Dykes and bring Ryan Jack in mm-hmm. um, I, I do get where you're coming from it gives you that bit of um, insurance more, yeah, yeah more solid in yeah. the, the middle of the park um, look it, some it's, players it's are going lo- to be. Lo- it's a lovely problem to have, yeah. though. And he, he didn't. I mean, you don't have to go back too far to, to a point where Stevie Clark just didn't have these problems because he didn't have enough quality in the squad. Yep, and you were getting. You, you weren't know who was going to turn up for the squads. Now you, you see, I, I bet my bottom dollar that every single player will turn up yeah. for this. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind. And they'll yeah. be desperate to play because you know what? We're looking good. We're in a real good place, this national team. And as I said, it was a, a kind of slow start with Stevie Clark, mm-hmm. but he's definitely a right man for the job. We might not be great to watch in the eye, but you know what? We're solid. We don't look like conceding goals. Not important to me personally, but obviously very, very important that that as a as a group, everyone together, we, we try and deliver what the what the Tartan Army want, which is to be in the the final major tournament again after a long, long wait and that's that's what we're going to try and deliver and on the back of that we've then got two really important games where we can win the, the League B section which would get us promotion into the A group which would be great for the for the country would be great for the coefficient and, and would help us in, in future qualifying campaigns So let's hope Rob this time next week we're ready for it and then we deliver on Thursday yeah, and that man has stuck to his beliefs, hasn't he? He has had a plan right from the start. We've had our doubts about it, if we're being perfectly honest, as it was going along. But it's all come through and it's all heading in a really positive direction now, which you can't say for Man United, who are 2-1 down in the Champions League in Istanbul. Wow. More after this. The Bull Radio Football Show. Ali has just been at the Rangers press conference in Lisbon, so this time tomorrow night. Uh, well, she's not been there. It's, it's virtually Barry, yeah? Back sharpish there. Yeah, what a time that was. So let's hear Ali there. Uh, on the bank of uh, pictures, Stephen Gerrard looks up and uh, he sees the Go Radio studio. Hi, Stephen. Ali DeBoy from the Go Radio football show here. Um, Benfica haven't lost at home in the Europa League. Is that an exciting challenge for you? 
Yeah, I think records are there to be broken. Uh, I think that goes to show the size of the task tomorrow. Benfica are littered with fantastic players, international players, you know, Brazilians, Germans, Portuguese, the Belgian internationals, Argentinian internationals. They're littered with superstars that are worth a hell of a lot of money. But, you know, that just... Uh, gets the juices flowing even more and it just makes you want to try and um, get a positive result even more. The players are looking forward to this game. Um, we've started the, the, the group stage very well and we want to try and build on that with, with, with a positive result tomorrow. Media conference still going on and Ali's just fresh from it. Yep, and it looks to me that Rangers are going over with a, a positive mindset to try and get a result and that, that's the way they've got to be. Um, you've got to be respectful what kind of players Benfica have got and the record they've got at home certainly in the Europa League but as the manager mentioned there records are there to be broken Ali it's the big time how did it? How did he look in yeah, the press do you know conference? what very cool, cool calm collected quite happy enjoying it said the pitch looks fantastic they're all enjoying going around the stadium just wishing fans would be there unfortunately it uh, would have been a great occasion but c'est la vie so he's really excited for it and I think they're up for it Anything else major that we should pick up on? I think uh, Rangers are looking in good shape for yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Uh, and I think what, for me, the point of note was that nobody should be sort of disheartened if they're not in the team. It's basically due to tactics that he's going to be using for this particular match. But everybody's uh, bringing something to the table, really. Because, Rob, that's what you'll have to do now. He has managed the squad really well. Yeah, yeah, and, and they went to the bench, didn't they, last time out when they were struggling against Lech Poznan. Uh, it was two subs. Well, it was, it was certainly Alfredo Morelos. Uh, Joe Rebo made a difference for them as well. Um, and it was that uh, Barisic cross and, and the Morelos header that won that game against, against Lech Poznan. And that underlines the fact that it's not all about 11 players, it's about considerably more. Yep, that, that's why you build a, a big squad and a quality squad. Because at times, um, in certain games and who you come up against, tactically, you, you may need to change it. And that's why, um, the, that's sorry, what the, the manager's done, certainly, in, in certain games. And what Ali just says there, it looks to me if he's going to maybe change it again tomorrow night, but that, that doesn't worry me. I mean, the, the amount of changes he's made throughout the season, it's never affected the team. It's so different now, isn't it? Because you would normally be there as the captain of Rangers. You'd be sitting with Walter Smith or whoever in front of the media. Ali, could you see on the screen, you'd see it. So they'd see all the reporters. Were there people in the media room as well over there? No, there no. was literally just the, the UK press, I think, for that particular one. Um, there wasn't anyone else. It was about, gosh, Seven of us. Mm -hmm. I was in the lucky few. Great. So it was yeah. nice. A nice wee Zoom call in the office. It was cool. Great buzz. Yeah. yeah. And, well, you can hear the excitement in Stephen Gerrard's voice yeah. as well. Is it? Is it fear? Is it about trepidation? No, about, no, it's, it's Ali Defoy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was only my well, question. Know, he well, smiled at well, I didn't smile at anyone else's. Well, once, once you go over his feeling of fear, a question <laughs> from you, Ali. But, but in terms of, of the game, it was all about excitement, wasn't it? It was, it was all about bring this on. You know, they may have a great European record and all the rest of it, but Rangers are flying at the moment yeah. and they go there, Barry, with uh, so much belief. That, that's what it's all. You've got to be excited playing in stadiums like this and playing against teams like Benfica who are, are a top quality side. So, again, uh, I like the way he comes across it. I always like the way he handles himself in press conferences. He's always respectful of, of what they're coming up against, but you, you can see that there is a confidence from the manager. It's no overconfidence and he's... He believes in his players and as I said, the players are in a real good place at this moment in time and it wouldn't surprise me if they go and get a, a positive result. No. I, I fancy Rangers to get something. Yep. Yeah, going to come to that. 
Go Radio exclusive alley. Well done. <laughs> You're welcome. Great buzz live there at the obviously not in Lisbon, but uh, it's amazing, isn't it? It's just so you different. Were, you just were just now. getting carried away, Paul. I was, for, yeah. a moment, for a moment there, we were all in Lisbon. <laughs> well, we used to always say these things live at the ground, and know, we weren't exactly. actually. But exactly. uh, no, no. no, Ali's on the because I see it on All or Nothing that I've been banging on about, and you see Mourinho sitting with the you know the bank of. Uh, yeah. Uh, screens faces. and he's just seeing all the faces yeah yeah I'm halfway through it uh-huh. when you're just yep. watching it's a, a great watch I've just um, got to the Covid bit so they've just started again I'm yeah. past that you want to know uh, yeah. what happened uh, yeah I've, I've gone past it as well but we're nearly there That's just, it's so fresh in the memory now you know what's happening in most of the games should we put out a spoiler alert at this point no yeah exactly let's say <laughs> no, no, no more let's not <laughs> Right, Ali, thanks very much. That was uh, good to hear there from the Rangers Media Conference. So we talked about Scotland there, but in the last section now, we're looking forward to tomorrow night. Uh, What about Celtic in goal tomorrow night? Neil Lennon was asked, uh, would it be Barkas or would it be Bain? I wouldn't put it like that, but he's played in the team in the last few games. He's played very well. You know, I didn't see any reason against that at the minute. You know, we kept a clean sheet in the semi-final and he was very good, very reassured. So Scott has done nothing... You know, to warrant you know being left out of the team at the minute. That may change as the season goes on, but at the minute, you know, I'm quite happy to go with Scott because he's playing very well. Barry, Bain yeah. plays. Yeah, he has to. What was that noise? I don't know. know. I know. Uh, that for me, he, he's done absolute nothing wrong, and when he's been called upon, he, he, he's done the job, um, and he's waited patiently, Bain, yeah. for his chance, and he's took his chance. So I don't see any reason why Neil Lennon would change it. It's, it's difficult though, isn't it? I mean, it's it's handling f- footballers, Barry. You know what it's all about, um, being a footballer, uh, and decisions being explained to you, and all the rest of it. And now you do it as 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 a manager, you have to deal with players and explain to them when they're not playing, and all the rest of it. Especially when it's somebody like Vasilis Barkas, who was brought in with a big hoo ha in the summer uh, and a big transfer fee as well. He immediately he was in the team. Now he's out. Scott Bain is in. And, and it's it's keeping people happy. Yeah, but, well, if you're not in the start of living, I, I feel expect people to be disappointed. It's just, it's natural. Um, but what I don't want them to do is feel sorry for themselves. They've, they've got to go and work even harder to try and get back in. It, it's part and parcel of football. Um, and I'm sure Barcastle will, uh, will understand that. Look, the manager's paid a lot of money, but that doesn't guarantee you a start. Um, and as I said, Bain's come in and he's done nothing wrong. He's looked assured... Um, and he's waited patiently. As a I clean said. sheet, yep, yeah, a clean yeah. sheet. Which first is one in five games, yeah, yep, which is important. Um, so, as I said, I don't see any reason why he wouldn't start again tomorrow. Final time we'll hear from Neil Lennon talking about the importance of full points tomorrow. It's something. It's a scenario that we're looking at. Obviously, we're taking one point from from six so far. So we've got a bit of catching up to do. We'll try and look for maximum points from both games. If if not, then take four, and then take our chances in the last two games where. I think we're capable of taking points off both Milan and, and Lille. But, you know, in, in terms of opening the group up for us, you know, it's important that we win the game tomorrow and get the three points. So, Barry, what do you expect to see tomorrow night? A Celtic win. Yep. Yeah, I've no doubt in my mind. Look, I'm not even taking into consideration that they've got seven players yep. missing with, with, with COVID. I still think Celtic at home, they've got the better players. Um, and I, I don't see any reason why Celtic can't get the three points they need they, they need to get three points as simple as that are there goals or do you think it'd be 1-0 they'll take anything I, but do you know what I think if you ask a manager the players they, they wouldn't even be bothered about that mm. I mean the most important thing is getting the three points because if they don't get the three points tomorrow I don't think they'll get out of the group I think they'll win comfortably I think Celtic are turning the corner as we speak and they've turned the corner 
uh, without Odson Edouard, he, he started for the first time in a while on Sunday. Uh, Lee Griffiths hasn't started recently. He's featured, so there's more to come from him. Ryan Christie uh, has got himself back towards full sharpness, but he's not fully there yet. El Yunusi's delivering in a way he hasn't consistently. Tom Rogic is like a new player because everybody thought he was on the way to the Middle East. So you're talking about a lot of pluses for Celtic and they're back to winning games and they're back to getting clean sheets. And who starts up front tomorrow night? Odson Edward. Got to be. Yeah. Yeah, but I think he'll stick to the same formation he played against Aberdeen. Mm -hmm. No doubt in my mind. Yeah, that front four was really effective. The, and you the know, looked of the click, yeah, Rob. Yeah, they've, the, and they've got that interchangeability about yep. them as well. Christie's starting position is out in the right, but you never quite know where he's going to pop up to play a killer pass or maybe plant a shot in the top corner. You look at El Yunusi's goal. Yeah. He's on the right-hand side of the goal scoring and he, his original starting place was on the left-hand side, as you says. They've got the three there, Christie, Rogic and El Yunusi. They've got the freedom to go and interchange with each other and that was proven right by the, the second goal for Celtic. So this time tomorrow night so we'll be at half-time with Rangers. What do you think? You've just said, Barry, you reckon Rangers are going to win tomorrow? No, I, I, I'll take a draw. you take a draw, sorry. <laughs> I'll take a draw. Yeah. I did I, say that on Monday. You'd, a draw. Yeah, right. Going for um, a draw. Yeah. Listen, don't put words in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't rule out a Rangers win. I, you know, I, I don't think that's a crazy prospect at all. I think Rangers will pose Benfica a lot of problems tomorrow night. Yeah, but I, I like the way the players I've mentioned before. They play in the counter attack Rangers in Europe. Um, they're really compact and hard to break down. And I think he'll go and do the same as he done um, last week against that or the couple of weeks ago against Standard Liège um, where they hit them on the yeah. on the counter attack a, a few times so look if you're asking my honest opinion mm -hmm. I think it will be a draw I think they'll come away with a point yeah yeah, I, pro I think I probably agree with that. I, I, you know, I, I wouldn't rule out Rangers. I wouldn't be totally surprised yep. if Rangers won it, to be honest. Mm -hmm. But I think, but I think Rangers. If you if you said to them at the moment, uh, draw this one and then beat Benfica at Highbrox, <laughs> they, they would probably yeah. settle for that. Yeah, I, I've always said in Europe, anybody that comes to Glasgow, whether it's Highbrox yep. or Celtic Park, I fancy them to get the three points always. Although without the crowd, it'd be different. Although Rangers are playing so well yeah, in Europe, look, look, yeah. the, the crowd's yeah. massive in European sure. nights at both Ibrooks and, and, and Celtic. We love it in Park. Glasgow, don't we? Under the floodlights. Yeah. Well, if you, you, you ask any European player who's played with a big club which came to mm. Ibrooks or Celtic Park, they, they always go on about the atmosphere and, and what great stadiums it is to play. And then both of them are fantastic stadiums. The only thing is, is missing, as we all keep saying, certainly in the European nights, is the, the fans. Un, under the lights, European night you can't beat it and you'll be hoping for goals though so Rob you're saying Rangers might do it but if it's a draw is it nil-nil do you no, think no right. I, th I think I so think who's it going to be who's going to score I think there are goals in the game um, I quite fancy Alfredo Morelos to score again having come off the bench and scored uh, last Thursday night I, I think he's maybe going to start uh, he'll love that feeling again of scoring on a European night he, you know his movement for the for the, cro the cross was world class and his movement wasn't far short of that either to, to bury that header I, I just wonder whether he might be off on a little European run again um, he's obviously on the brink now of breaking Ali McCoy's European goal scoring record uh, he's done it before he's done it against top teams on the road in Europe uh, last season six goals in six group games I can see him scoring again I think I think Rangers will I think Rangers will concede tomorrow night. I think there will be goals in the game. I'm I, I'm going to go for two two. I was going to go for I'll go yeah. for one each. One each. <laughs> one each. But I, I, I get what Rob's saying about yeah. Morelos. I think the manager done a good thing. 
he took him out of the firing line for yeah. a couple of games and he made him realise that he needs to work hard to get in that team and you've seen the difference when he came on against like Poznan he was he, he looked a, he looked back to the old Morelos that we've got to know about scoring goals so well, I wouldn't be surprised if he I think he will start tomorrow night mm-hmm. and I wouldn't be surprised if he gets on the score sheet if it was 1-1 you reckon it's Morelos yeah I'll take 1-1 right now and Rob good news that we've got just a quick word again with 300 fans coming in for uh, Ross County uh, yeah absolutely Ross County uh, against uh, Livingston and a step in the right direction isn't it it's good looking forward to tomorrow night thanks to everyone who called in tonight tomorrow night it's going to be Craig Moore and Davy Province so we'll keep you right up to date I was about to say I used to do this turn down the TV commentary and stay on Go Radio Show but it's the excellent Rob McLean you know he's on tomorrow night on B so get the telly on and get the radio tomorrow night between 5 and 7 and then continue with Rob as we continue that contract for you yeah you got, you got over that one well well done Rob, we're, we're recovered thanks very much thanks to Ali who there was at that press conference in Lisbon it's amazing what you can do these days isn't it oh, unbelievable with these Zoom calls I, I'm lost with it all that was virtually incredible that's it and Barry that's we're looking bad. yeah well done November <laughs> Friday night Cy wears the suit you get the tash okay I want to see your tash as well <laughs> The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go!